Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A seismic shift last night in the blue state of Virginia as Republican Glenn Youngkin defeated Terry McAuliffe in the governor's race, becoming the first Republican to win statewide office in the Commonwealth in 12 years. We'll have a roundup of last night's results and the Democratic reaction on tonight's Hold the Line. Together, together, we will change the trajectory of this Commonwealth. And Friends, we are going to start that transformation on day one. Welcome to Hold the Line. I'm Buck Sexton. Victory dance, baby. That was Glenn Youngkin early this morning after the networks called the race in his favor. Let's just break down the numbers before we talk about why this all matters so much. Here you go. Glenn Youngkin, Terry McAuliffe. You had 50.7% of the vote with over 1.6 million cast for Youngkin to... 48.6% with over 1.6 million cash for Terry McAuliffe. So a a solid margin of victory, not an overwhelming, huge margin of victory. But when you look at just a year ago, Biden won Virginia by 10 points. Democrats controlled the House, the state, I mean, the state house, the the governor's mansion, everything in Virginia. And Biden won by by a large margin. And now all of a sudden you have a Republican governor and Republican majority in the state house. Republican lieutenant governor. The whole system seems to be getting a shakeup in Virginia, and it's a good thing. So how did all this happen? Well, there's the, there's the real version, which we'll talk about here on the show, education, speaking to issues that matter to voters, rejecting leftist indoctrination and the inept slovenly bureaucracy of many of the public school system apparatuses in this country. Or we can just do what they were doing on CNN and MSNBC, which was a whole lot of Oh, we, we lost because they're racist. Here you go. I think we also see the enduring power of the culture wars, and the Republicans are better at playing this game because it's essentially white identity politics. That works for Republicans. We saw it in 2016, uh, and we're seeing it in some of these races now, particularly uh, in the McAuliffe race with the CRT issue uh, and education issue. Isn't this fascinating? Democrats can create this whole system of, of intersectionality that they always promote. And they will talk about it as though, you know, white people have to think certain things, have to apologize, have to check their privilege. They will essentially be assaulting this concept of whiteness on a regular basis, even though, of course, the Democrat Party still run uh, overwhelmingly by uh, white Americans. 
and yet they'll do all this. And if you have any, if you reject this at all, if you reject their framing of the issue, that's white identity politics that Republicans are exploiting. So what are we supposed to, we're supposed to sit there and get lectures, of course, about white privilege and all the rest of it. No, some people have had enough. They, they're not going to buy it anymore. Um, MSNBC's Joy Reid, um, she also takes the, well, this is because of racism. That's why this happened. Here you go. That the coronavirus or that the virus, it was a very has low not salience. importance to many yes, of the voters which there. Was it was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. And I mean, unfortunately, race is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit used to be of the Democratic Party back right. in the day when they were Dixiecrats, and now of the Republican Party. It just is powerful. Mm. So people that are all saying they're voting because of, number one, education, and two, the economy, are actually just a bunch of uh, white racists that are coming out for Youngkin, including the female swing voters in the suburbs who went overwhelmingly for Youngkin over McAuliffe, who in many cases were actually voting for Joe Biden and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton in the past, they're suddenly racist because they know the Democrats are taking their votes for granted when it comes to schools and when it comes to other issues that matter to them. Here's the Atlantic's uh, uh, Jamel Hill tweeting, it's not the messaging folks, the country simply loves white supremacy. An ugly and stupid thing to say from a very ignorant person who was held up by the liberal media as some kind of a luminary for reasons that completely escape anybody who lives in a rational world. There are some on the left who see this for what it is, because keep in mind, you have the first black female statewide office holder winning last night as a Republican. We'll be talking about Winsome Sears in just a few moments. You also have the lieutenant or the uh, attorney general for the state of Virginia, a Latino uh, American, and they're replacing, in terms of the governor's mansion, a guy who couldn't remember whether he was wearing the Klan costume or the blackface in a photo of himself. Remember all that guy? Yeah. Remember that? That's a Democrat, by the way. So this whole narrative of it's all racism is pathetic. It's intellectually vacuous, and it's just what the Democrats do, and they have nothing else to say. Some Democrats were at least taking seriously the rebuke they received last night in Virginia. Here's Van Jones, who lives in a somewhat reality-based world when it comes to the Democrats getting shellacked. I think that the Democrats are coming across in ways that we don't recognize that are annoying and offensive um, and seem out of touch in ways that I don't think show up in our feeds when we're looking at, at, at our kind of echo chamber. Hmm. Someone who's actually paying attention, it seems. Somebody who sees that Democrats are, in fact, in a position, are, in fact, uh, in a position to make changes based upon the perception that voters have of them this isn't just about racism, which is what they love to say all the time, because Democrats don't want to have to actually deal with the voters who they think should just vote for them because the left is so superior in its ideas. David Axelrod, former Obama top advisor, says they also might want to, the Democrats might want to figure out blue collar Americans a little bit, just, just a little bit more. Here you go. You know, the Democratic Party, what you've seen is it's, it's become a more, um, uh, a more, uh, college-educated urban uh, party in coalition with uh, uh, minority voters. And the, the messages tend to be moralizing. It's moralizing. like, it is, we are going to tell you. We will tell you what is right. We t- we, 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 and, and no connection to uh, people who work with their hands, people who work with their backs, rural voters. Uh, uh, so that's part of the problem. Yes. 
it is. Democrats have a lot of problems. Let's hope they don't address them so they get completely annihilated going into the midterms. We'll have more on last night's results with the CEO of American Majority, Ned Ryan, when we come back. I want to tell you about my friends at My Digital Money. Crypto has had huge moves. You probably know people who've invested in crypto and made a lot of money. But you got to know how to get involved, where to get involved. That's where My Digital Money comes in. Whether you want to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, or any of the digital tokens out there, My Digital Money is the best, easiest-to-use, self-trading crypto IRA platform out there. They've got amazing customer service, too. They'll even hook you up with a Play Money account so you can test the market without risking your money. Look, the crypto market is heating up. This might be the best time in a long time to get into this exciting technology-based investment. When it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals who have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human, not a number. Check them out at MyDigitalMoney.com. That's MyDigitalMoney.com. American Majority CEO Ned Ryan's coming up. Stay with us. It took a while, but Democratic Governor Terry McAuliffe eventually conceded in his battle against now Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin. McAuliffe issued a statement saying, while last night we came up short, I'm proud that we spent this campaign fighting for the values we so deeply believe in. While there will be setbacks along the way, I'm confident the long-term path of Virginia is toward inclusion, openness, and tolerance for all. Congratulations to Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin on his victory. And to react to McAuliffe's stunning defeat, the whole situation in Virginia, is the CEO of American Majority, our friend, Ned Ryan. Ned, thanks for being here, man. Absolutely, Buck. Good to be back with you. Before I, I get you to react to any of the crazy left tears that are out there and all the stuff that was happening, which we'll have some <laughs> fun with that in a moment, um, what, what was your big takeaway? I mean, I've been talking to you. You've been telling me for weeks, he's the real deal. It's looking good. It's looking good. Well, now it is good. How'd this happen? Well, I think part of it was obviously the grassroots revolts of the Paris that Glenn Youngkin embraced, and not debitly. I mean, it was a wholehearted embrace on the education front. And, and again, this is just common sense to me, Buck, and I hope that Republicans running in 2022 take a page from Glenn Youngkin and say, we're going to embrace this common sense approach to actually being advocates for parents uh, and for embracing this issue on, on the education front. But this is a real thunderclap, Buck in which no Republican has won statewide since 2009. We didn't have one win, we had three. And on top of that, we took back the House of Delegates. It was a clean sweep last night in Virginia, again, a state that Biden won by 10 points. And, and to give a little, even more perspective on, on that front, Buck, this is a state, again, Biden won by 10 last year in a year in which the GOP picked up 14 uh, House of Representative seats. Imagine a Virginia in 2022 in which we won by two points. What does that actually mean for the midterms? I think there's pretty staggering implications for that. And I think this is why you're seeing rumors of Nancy Pelosi saying, I don't think I'm running again in 2022. I want to get your take now because you're on the ground level there. You live in Loudoun County. You know the Virginia right. political scene super well. And I'm seeing some people, look, there's obviously the left-wing Democrat media, oh, it's just because of racism, and we'll get into some of that in a moment. <laughs> right, put that aside for a second, though. Right. We know education was central, but I've seen some interesting nuances in this argument. Some say that CRT was certainly a component of it, the rejection of CRT, but that even more broadly, because of the school closures and the experience that a lot of parents had with the school system, even in Northern Virginia, never mind the rest of the state, there was just a general right. disgust with the education bureaucracy and the way the public school systems are run in that state. Is, does, that, does that wash? Do you see that? Or you really think CRT yeah. was the, the centerpiece of it all? 
Well, I'll tell you here uh, in Loudonbach, 50% of those polled said that they were going after the school board members because of CRT, but 70% said because of advanced classes not being taught anymore. And that's where you got Democrats and independents. Yeah, so it's a little bit of both, but also to then compound the problems, when parents started to bring their concerns to school boards, they were treated with complete arrogance and disdain and basically told to shut up and sit down, which of course does not sit well with, with people like me. You know, we give you a billion and a half here in Loudoun every year to educate our children, to teach them how to think, not what to think. And when we have concerns, your response is basically shut up and sit down. We know what you're doing with your taxpayer dollars, and we will continue to indoctrinate your children. And again, parents of all stripes, Republican, Democrat, and Independents, and we don't think so. And so the amazing part is a little bit of this fell into Glenn Youngkin's lap. He took it. He ran it. He ran a very good campaign, very disciplined on a whole variety of fronts. And then really embrace this issue. And of course, Derry McAuliffe also gave him uh, a little bit of ammo when he said parents don't have any right to actually be involved in, in, in education decisions for their children. So Terry McAuliffe stepped in it and Glenn Youngkin embraced it. And here we are with him winning by just over two points. Here's Van Jones on CNN. I told you we were going to get into some of this. He called <laughs> Glenn Youngkin. Well, I'll actually let Van Jones say it. Um, you do have the, the grassroots folks out there fighting for this on the Democratic Party side. The stakes are high. Uh, when this election is over in Virginia, we will know, have we seen the emergence of the Delta variant of Trumpism? The Delta variant of Trumpism. In other words, Yunkin, uh, same disease, but spreads a lot faster and can get a lot more places. The suburbs, if they fall to him, you well, now... That's have, implying that, yeah. that Yunkin is more dangerous than uh, the well, president, former well, president. No, no, more easy to spread. Okay. Because, oh. because more, more easy, easy to spread. Because if you, if you look at what he's doing, he is playing footsie with the. I mean, this is it, can't, it seems to me like they can't figure out was he Trumpy or not? You know, was this a Trump thing or not? And clearly, anyone watching this election would be like, no, Glenn Youngkin won this as Glenn Youngkin. But there was a little nugget of truth thrown in the midst of that soundbite there about the suburbs and how women in the suburbs came out for Glenn Youngkin in a way that surprised Democrats. So what do you make of this, both on the Trump angle and then on the suburban women angle? Again, I think Youngkin threaded the needle very well. I mean, Terry McAuliffe's main argument was that somehow uh, Youngkin equals Trump, uh, which was not the case. And he did his best to try and do that. In some ways, it backfired, but just because there are a lot of independents who said if we had 2020 to do over again by a margin of 20 points, we'd vote for Trump. Uh, but Youngkin was was able to basically embrace a lot of the America first approach, which, again, is just common sense. Let's advocate for the American people and the American taxpayer and prioritize their interests and their concerns first, not the teachers unions or anybody else. But I, it's just staggering to me. They continue to use this racism card that somehow racism and white supremacy triumphed last night. We just elected as a Republican the first black woman to a statewide office here in Virginia as a Republican. And then the attorney general, Jason Miares, is a Cuban uh, from a Cuban immigrant family. I mean, it's pretty amazing to see them still going and doing this very tired, racist, white supremacist uh, approach when, in fact, we just elected our first black Republican woman to statewide and a Hispanic. It's amazing. I mean, at least some Democrats, it seems, are dealing with a little bit of a more honest version of what actually transpired here. Here's one time where that seemed to be the case somewhat. Senator, what went wrong last night? Uh, failure to deliver. Congress has to deliver. Windows closing. We have no more time. We need to get it done. And as one who 
will be running for re-election in 2022. I need results that I can show the American people that Congress can deliver. So there you had Senator Blumenthal. Failure to deliver, yes, comma. (laughs) It seems he thinks, though, the failure to deliver in Virginia was about the congressional spending package. What do you think? Well, first of all, they made a massive tactical error by linking the infrastructure and the spending bill because of the progressives demanding that. So they boxed themselves into a corner. There was a reason they were pushing so hard for both of those bills to to try and get them passed before Virginia, because exactly what I thought would happen has happened. They realized there are very chilling effects taking place in D.C. today because of what took place in Virginia. I think they're in a really tough position uh, on the agenda. In fact, I would say it's it's not going to be anywhere close to what they'd hoped for. Uh, if they can even even get anything done in the short term. So, I mean, this has implications. Virginia has massive implications, not only in the short term for the Biden agenda, but also for the midterms. I'm not kidding, Buck, when I say this, because of historical averages, because of redistricting, because of Virginia, because of all these things that are taking place as the Biden, or I should say branded administration starts to tank, I would not be surprised if we see a replay of 2010. I mean, we're a lifetime away, but things are shaping up very well for Republicans next year. Ned? Call this one. Appreciate you joining us to continue to analyze it. And let's get ready for these midterms. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be fun, too. Thanks so much. I think so. Thanks, Buck. Lieutenant Governor-elect and Marine Corps veteran Winsome Sears made history last night, becoming the first black woman elected to statewide office in the Commonwealth of Virginia. We'll have more on that with the First TV's Rob Smith when we come back. Let's take a second to talk about one of the newest sponsors here on Hold the Line, Fume. Fume is the number one natural way to quit smoking and vaping. Fume is all about creating positive habits. Here's how simple they make it. Fume created an amazing natural inhaler that allows your body to receive the amazing benefits from some of the world's best super plants. It's a Canadian-made, handcrafted wooden inhaler with no electronics, and it makes quitting smoking easier. Look, you need to check out Fume. This company's amazing. They've also got other areas of support beyond just helping you quit smoking. Go to BreatheFume, that's F-U-M, BreatheFume.com slash buck, and take their quiz to find out which super plants are best for you. It's quick, easy, and will point you to specific plants and the research behind them for their benefits. When you use code BUCK at checkout, you'll get 10% off. Breathe in the benefits of the world's super plants today. Don't wait. It's time to quit smoking or vaping. BreatheFumeFUM.com slash BUCK. We'll be right back with more. Hold the line. I say to you, There are some who want to divide us, and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want. We can eat where we want. We own the water fountains. We have had a black president elected not once but twice, and here I am living proof. In case you haven't noticed, I am black and I have been black all my life. Winsome Sears delivered a patriotic speech as she claimed victory in her race to become the first woman and woman of color to be elected Virginia, Virginia's lieutenant governor, telling the cheering crowd they were witnessing uh, the American dream in real time. And you'd think liberals would applaud this victory, right? Wrong. Joining me now on set to discuss is Rob Smith, host of Rob Smith is Problematic. Rob, good to see you. Good to see you always, Buck. So Winsome is a black woman who uh, comes from a family that immigrated from Jamaica. She served 
in the Marines, has a master's degree, ran a woman's homeless shelter, raised three kids. Now she's made history. I'm not seeing a lot of celebration about this breaking of a glass ceiling, so to speak, this breaking of barriers on CNN, MSNBC, etc. Rob, what's going on? What's going on, Buck, is that she's a Republican. You know black people don't exist if they're Republicans to the left. Um, and you know, she's just such an amazing story. So I, I caught this clip going viral earlier you know, today. I throw it up on my Facebook page, um, at Rob Smith Online, if everybody's interested. Um, but it's just such an amazing story. And I was wondering, I said, I wonder if you're gonna see anything about her on CNN or MSNBC. I wonder if any of the sort of race and diversity obsessed people of the left are going to basically say, you know, this is a good thing. So you've heard nothing from them, but that's okay. Um, because we can elevate Winsome Sears all by ourselves in the conservative movement. Um, she is incredible. This is a political superstar in the making. Um, and it really does go to show that the people of Virginia yesterday rejected wokeism. They rejected far left racist ideologies. They rejected the segregation of the left. They rejected all of these different things when they elected Glenn Youngkin and of course elected you know, this Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears. So this is a real big um, win for America. Now, Rob, it seems like this would be the kind of issue. I mean, it's so clear the mainstream media, the corporate Democrat media, has no interest in, in celebrating uh, Winsome Sears' victory here. I understand she's a Republican, but they also could just talk about the breakthrough nature of the situation, the fact that she's the first woman, the first woman of color, uh, an African-American woman who is as accomplished as she is, even for members of the black community who aren't conservative and maybe even aren't that politically necessarily engaged, isn't it kind of offensive that the media decides who is and is not truly considered to be black based upon their politics? Well, I mean, look, Buck, you know what Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for him or if you don't vote for Democrats, you ain't black, right? Uh, of course it's offensive, but I think that, you know, so many people like myself, like I am used to the fact that what the left wants to do is they want to own all the firsts, right? Um, so they're not going to elevate Winsome Sears just because she is a Republican, which is really unfortunate, but it really does speak um, to who they are. But it, it, instead of bashing them, like I wanna speak to, to who we are as as conservatives, as Republicans, you know, we proved last night um, that we're rejecting all of these, you know, this racist ideology. And when there's a good Republican candidate, um, voters have have gone to show that they don't care um, what the color of the skin is, they don't care the sexual orientation, gender, any of that other stuff. Um, they want somebody that's aligned with their values. And one more thing on Winsome, Winsome Sears, I wanted to say um, that. They wanna pretend on the left like a lot of the people that went out to vote yesterday in Virginia voted about education. You know, They voted about um, educational issues. They voted basically anti-critical race theory. And there's this idea that the left is trying to push that everybody that, it, that votes for education or everybody that is against CRT um, is you know, a white supremacist or something like that. That is obviously not true. You have voters of all colors um, that rejected that ideology. And this is just another example of that. Speaking of the uh, young can win, you mentioned that there a moment ago. Uh, the media was obviously very unhappy, as I pointed out. I hadn't seen so many commies crying on television since Hillary had to get rid of her fireworks celebration in 2016. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, But people are already looking, uh, Rob, about how this could have more long-term implications. Here's Vice President Harris on Friday campaigning for McAuliffe, who I think had an astute observation about this. Watch. When this election happens for Governor of Virginia, it's a tight election, it's a close election, and it is a bellwether for what happens in the rest of the country. What happens in Virginia will in large part determine what happens in 2022, 2024, and on. I think she's right. (laughs) What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I never thought I'd find myself agreeing with Kamala Harris, but she's absolutely right. And look, um, I, I knew she was right even before the election. And what you're seeing is voters, like I said, rejecting wokeism and rejecting all of that stuff, but rejecting Kamala Harris, rejecting Joe Biden, rejecting former President Obama. All three of these people campaigned for McAuliffe in Virginia, and voters simply did not care. Yes, what happened yesterday, what happened last night uh, with Virginia, and even the tightness of the governor's race in New Jersey, um, this has massive implications for 2022 and 2024. And you wonder sometimes, are are the left and the Democrats really going to take the message that voters are sending to them, which is to be less crazy, um, which is that we are rejecting, you know, critical race theory and all this racist ideology and everything's racist and everybody's white supremacist and all that stuff. Are they going to get that message? Or are they just going to triple down on this ideology? From everything that I've seen, um, just looking at the reaction from some of these people, they are just going to triple down on this stuff and they will continue. And, and I say, keep on continuing, like keep on going with this because voters will reject this in 2022. Um, and you know, depending on, on who runs and eventually gets the nomination for a Republican um, for president in 2024, um, people are gonna reject it at the ballot box there as well. You know, Rob, it's fascinating to watch in real time as the media processes the last uh, you know, 24 hours or so. Uh, they were clearly going through the seven stages of grief last night on MSNBC. It was highly amusing to watch. Here are some of the headlines they had uh, have on the Young Can Win. Take away from Tuesday's election, bad omen for Democrats. Why Democrats are in trouble. Let the Democratic freak out begin. So they, they seem to at least understand the, the political gravity of the moment But it's not clear yet, to me at least, I'm wondering what you think as to whether the Democrat corporate media is going to just say, well, there were some racists in Virginia, and once we pass the big Biden bill, this all goes away, or there really needs to be that moderation, that lessening of the crazy among Democrats that you mentioned a moment ago. 
No, I, I think that the corporate media, corporate media is just going to double down. I mean, look at you know over on MSNBC what Joy Reid had to say about this. Um, she said, you know, the critical race theory. This is a racist dog whistle, and Virginia parents don't like the idea of their kids learning about race and all this other stuff. It is completely ridiculous. But you have to understand, Buck, that these people are so deep in the bubble. These people are so far gone into their ideology, they really cannot step outside of it and 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 really think about the fact that. This stuff is being rejected um, from normal voters, and I think the corporate media, look, they're gonna they're gonna keep on going on the same path that they've been on. And like I said, I think these people are gonna get shellacked um, in 2022, and we're not gonna start seeing a difference in the conversations that are being had on those networks until I think early 2023, maybe not even until after you know Democrats lose in 2024. Rob, just real quick, I mean, we had the. Uh, win of Winsome Sears as Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. Also, the Attorney General is a, uh, a Latino American. Uh, and yet we heard so much about racism in the GOP, even after the election results came in. Is the bad faith allegation of racism that the Democrats use so often, is it, is it just losing a little bit of its sting? Is, are, are we at that place yet or are we not, not quite there? You know, we got to keep moving towards that place. This is what I think. I think that the uh, GOP and Republicans have a massive branding problem. And what the Democrats are very good at, they're obviously not good at governing. They're not good at policy, but they are amazing at PR. Um, and they've had a, you know, three decade jump start on, you know, labeling Republicans as racist. Um, but also, you know, presenting themselves as the champions of, you know, African American, Latino, gay communities, whatever. Um, so Republicans aren't necessarily out of the woods on that yet. I think that this is the start to a complete sort of, I want to say reimagining of what the party is and what the party could be. And it's going to start with faces like Winsome Sears, the faces like, you know, my friend Anna Paulina that's running for Congress, you know, in Florida District 13. Um, it's going to start with all of those faces. And then once we get these people in the office and they see faces that look like them, you know, diverse people in this country, when they see faces that look like them speaking very plainly on the issues that matter, and these people happen to be Republicans, that whole white supremacy stuff, that whole racist stuff, all of that stuff falls by the wayside. And then people start talking policy, which is exactly what Democrats do not want because their policies are so bad and are nine times out of 10 more hurtful um, to these diverse populations that they claim to protect. Rob, thanks for being with us. Always good to see you, my friend. Thanks, Buck. All right, the Republican victory in Virginia may provide a blueprint for next year's midterm elections. Up next, we'll talk to one congressional candidate who's hoping the momentum continues deep into 2022. I want to tell you about my friends at My Digital Money for a moment. Crypto is heating up. You've probably heard people that you know make huge gains in Bitcoin, Ethereum. Crypto can have massive moves. But how do you get started? That's where My Digital Money comes in. It's one of the few US-based cryptocurrency companies out there that'll actually answer your phone calls. It's an easy to use self-trading crypto IRA platform with incredible customer service. If you wanna get started in crypto investing, this is where you need to go. And when it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals who have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human, not a number. Check them out at mydigitalmoney.com. Again, that's mydigitalmoney.com. We'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. 
Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Democrats have sounded the alarm. Republican Glenn Youngkin's victory was fueled in part by his commitment to parents' rights and opposition to critical race theory, as well as a full embrace of the current culture war. President Biden's sinking poll numbers probably didn't hurt either. Last night's upset seemingly provides the GOP a blueprint for the midterm elections. Can Republicans utilize the same strategy to rack up wins elsewhere in years to come? Chris Putnam, Texas congressional candidate, joins me now to shed some light on these questions. Chris, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Buck. I mean, it's really exciting. I'm a big fan. So, uh, you know, just a tremendous honor. Thanks so much. So how do we turn this into, you know, because I, I speak to people in all 50 states on radio, right? And people from all across the country watch this program. And I'm always trying to tell them Virginia should be the template for the rest of the country. How do we make that a reality? Well, I couldn't agree more, right? Um, you know, if anything, what we saw last night and not just in Virginia, but across the country was you know, full repudiation of this train wreck, you know, that's been the Biden administration for the last 10 months. But it, it was, you know, from a campaign point of view, managed very differently. And I, I think the most important factor is that we had Republican candidates this time that, you know, just went full on into the culture wars that weren't afraid to go fight those culture wars and, and you know, and take on some of the bad actors that, you know, promote a lot of these, you know, these divisive um, you know, the race politics. And so because they, they, they own that, you know, I think voters responded in kind. I think people are tired of Democrats, at least the ones I think who are honest with themselves, are seeing this as certainly uh, a moment that they should pay some pretty close attention to and that the same old politics of, oh, everything we don't like is racist and, oh, shut up, we'll spend more money and make all the problems go away. That's not going to cut it going into this midterm election year. Here's ABC's John Carl giving his version of the analysis. Let's, I want to have you react. George, this is a sonic boom of a wake-up call for Democrats. Uh, Biden won Virginia by 10 points just a year ago. He won New Jersey by 16 points. And the, the big factor is the one you mentioned. Republicans vastly outperformed in the suburbs. That is precisely where the battle for control of Congress will be waged. What do you make of it? Is it a wake-up call that they will, will heed? And are they going to go toward the center, or are they going to double down, the Democrats? Well, I, I actually, you know, I don't think they're going to hear it. Uh, you, know, you know, all recent evidence, you know, suggests that they'll double down. I mean, they just don't get it. And, you know, look, this guy actually goes back to the election last year. I mean, they, they sold the Biden administration, you know, as one thing. And, you know, the reality was something very different. And voters are reacting to that. Well, it's, it's the same thing with, you know, this divisive race politics and critical race theory, you know, and, and, and these racist dog whistles, as the Democrats suggest. It's nonsense. 
You know, that's not the reality of this American. It certainly was not the reality in Virginia last night. You know, when you saw for the first time ever an African-American lieutenant governor female be elected to statewide office, not to mention a Hispanic attorney general, first time elected to statewide office, and 54 of Hispanic voters voted Republican. So look, this, this is not even about Republican versus Democrat or, or conservative versus liberal anymore. This is about right versus wrong. It just most Americans, and particularly independents, I think, know the difference. Here's uh, John Heilman over at MSNBC talking about his view of the scene. Watch. The state was bright blue right. yesterday. And now, as of Jan- next January, the state's going to be almost entirely in control of Republicans. And that's, you know, that's a bloodbath. Well, and, and it's a bloodbath in a state that Democrats have dominated, dominated for the past right. decade. I mean, he's seen it for what it is. The data doesn't lie here. Where else do you think Republicans might be able to not just, you know, win, but win big going into these midterms? I mean, I know you're running. Yeah, well, I think we're going to win big across the board. And again, I think what was really different, you know, that we, we saw last night is, you know, we had a problem in, in the suburbs, you know, particularly with certain demographics, um, you know, in the last year or so. But uh, folks are just rejecting in kind, you know, these, these efforts by the national lobbies and the teachers unions. Um, to impose critical race theory, you know, on our schools and on our students. And that, that ha- we have a very prominent battle for that going on right here in Fort Worth, Texas. In fact, last night, major bond initiative is hanging in the balance, and these things almost never lose, right? It is hanging in the balance, and three, three other uh, ISD bonds were rejected because, but look, people, people are tired of, you know, our public schools failing while investing all this money um, in critical race theory curriculums and staff. And in the case of Fort Worth, Texas, $2 million, you know, just in the last year. And so I think we're going to see this nationally. I think we did last night. And, I, you know, I, I absolutely think it's a, it's a preview of, of, what, of this enormous red wave that we're going to see next, next cycle. There's a part of me, I got to say, Chris, that watches all this play out and sees the Democrat reaction to the events of the last 24 hours and says, I almost don't want to correct them because I would love to see the apparatus of the Democrat media and the Democrat party at the national level still cling to these notions like parents who show up at school board meetings and are upset about their children being exposed to basically pornographic material or critical race theory material or just left-wing indoctrination are terrorists or or racist or both usually. Here's Joy Reid over at MSNBC, which was, MSNBC was fantastic viewing last night. It was really high comedy. I enjoyed it. Here she is saying, well, what her version of critical race theory is. It's so powerful because it takes the exhausted, you know, voter who wants to vote on what is fundamentally a racist idea, right? That you cannot teach the truth about Thomas Jefferson. If you even talk about enslavement, that's critical race theory. Anything that makes a white parent uncomfortable is critical race theory. And you're absolutely right. He's been very subtle and very slick. That Toni Morrison ad was too much of a blunt hammer. Mm -hmm. But everything he did up to then, I totally agree with you. He's found a way to launder a pretty racist trope, this idea that we cannot talk about America's history because it hurts my feelings. He's turned that into a campaign. Yeah, that, that's what the parents are objecting to. It's just they're all racist and they don't want their kids to learn history. I, I hope, for one, that this is the message the Democrats adopt in all of their races going into midterms. Yeah, again, I, this is why I say I think they'll double down. Isn't it just fun to listen to people like 
Rachel Maddow and, and Joy Reid explained to us what the truth is, right? Particularly after, you know, fake Russian collusion for four years. No, but I mean, I think you're exactly right. And look, critical race theory in particular, I mean, it's a Chinese finger trap for the Democrats because on one hand, you know, they know that it's working very much against them now. And so they're trying to change the narrative in real time. So it doesn't exist. Well, of course it exists. I mean, there's evidence everywhere. Um, right here in a local school district, we have a, a, a gentleman who's, who's literally being, you know, made a national celebrity because he's getting fired for imposing this on you know our community. And, 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 and so that on one hand, they want to deny it because it's not working for them politically, but it's something they obviously completely support, right. as you know. Critical um, race theory doesn't exist, but if it does exist because we find evidence of it, our objection to it is racist. That is the Democrat and if you, yeah, That's right. If you're, if, you're oppo- if you're opposed to it, like you're opposed to this thing that doesn't exist, then you're a racist and a white supremacist. And again, Chris, how, how can people, of, Chris, how can people uh, who want to support your campaign for Texas's 12th congressional district, how can they help out? Yeah, 12th congressional district, which is anchored in Fort Worth, Texas. They can go to putnamfortexas.com. That's P-U-T-N-A-M number four. Texas.com, and we're, we're at the same address on social media everywhere. Chris, good luck. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it, Buck. Thank you. Fauci says he's not sure we'll get to zero spread with vaccinating children. Shocker. The never-ending pandemic, folks. We'll get into that coming up in quick hits, but I want to talk to you about protecting yourself online for a moment. It's really important because your biggest risk online isn't credit card theft. That You can deal with that. That happens all the time, right? The biggest risk is someone takes over ownership of your home. It's called home title theft. The FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes out there. Cyber criminals hack into vulnerable government back or mortgage company servers where your title to your home is stored. Then they basically forge it and pretend like you sold your home to them and they take out loans on the home. You won't know until collection notices show up. You gotta protect your most valuable asset. Go to hometitlelock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. Use promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. And we'll be right back with Quick Hits. MSNBC finally admits CRT is a real thing. And remember that time Biden mocked Youngkin for not campaigning with Trump? We do. We'll play it for you on Quick Hits. But let's get to this first. the Youngkin win is huge, and this is something that is going to be a real problem for the Democrats going forward. I think everyone's aware of the rebuke the Democrats are feeling right now, what it means going forward. Biden, meanwhile, is mocking, or did, in fact, at one point, not now, mock Glenn Youngkin for not campaigning with Trump. Look at this one. Terry's opponent has made all of his private pledges of loyalty to Donald Trump, but what's really interesting to me He won't stand next to Donald Trump now that the campaign's on. Think about it. He won't allow Donald Trump to campaign for him in this state. And he's willing to pledge his loyalty to Trump in private. Why not in public? What's he trying to hide? Is there a problem with Trump being here? Is he embarrassed? These people really do have Trump derangement syndrome. It's amazing. I mean, they have, they have a mental illness built around their obsession with Donald Trump. It's really weird. Um, Glenn Youngkin was running for governor, and he kicked Terry McAuliffe's ass. So that's what matters here. Yeah. Joy Behar. Uh, she weighed in on something in the NFL that you just should hear from Joy Behar first. 
I was just saying that, you know, because uh, African-Americans in this country have been subjected to racism, as we know, and mm -hmm. are be behind the eight ball a lot in mm -hmm. every field. Mm -hmm. A lot of these black men who are good players, they mm -hmm. go into the field because a lot of other fields are closed to them. Mm -hmm. It's like boxing. Yeah. It's like boxing, you know. The history of boxing, first Italians were boxers. Why? Yeah. Because they couldn't get other jobs. Then Irish were boxers, and they yeah. couldn't get other jobs. Then black men, etc. These are fields that no one else wants to really go to because they're dangerous. No, a lot of people want to be NFL players, actually. In fact, for every player in the NFL, there are thousands of people who played football who would have loved the, it would have been a, a dream for them to play in the NFL. So, but I mean, then again, I would not go to Joy Behar for your sports analysis or your political analysis or your anything analysis, in fact, which is why it's pretty remarkable that she has a television show on network TV where she talks about all the things all the time as if, Anyone should care what she says about anything. It's, it's remarkable, but a lot of very simple, simple-minded folks out there. Um, we have Fauci is the worst person in the country still. That's real. Um, he's admitting now that we're never going to get to COVID zero, zero even after we vaccinate kids. It's effectively, COVID is endemic, which means it's here forever. But don't pay too much attention to the implications of that. That's what he wants you to do. Here's Fauci. Well, I'm, I'm not so sure we're going to get soon to zero spread, but we want to get out of the pandemic phase and into a very good control phase. You know, there are different levels of, of approach and, and, and control of a particular outbreak. You go from pandemic to deceleration going down, so you go to then control, you go to elimination and eradication. I don't think we're going to get to eradication. We've only eradicated one viral disease and that's smallpox. But you can get it down to a very low level if you get enough people vaccinated. Yeah, we'll see about that. Little tyrants wrong all the time. That's it for tonight's Hold the Line. The No Spin News with Bill O'Reilly is up next. Bill's high.